Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Hope your Monday is off to a great start. I'm very excited about uh, the first guest on today's show. Charlotte Gale is standing by, and I actually heard about her because I was on Yahoo, and what did I see on the front page? A woman buys an island for $339,000. But she first had to prove to the owner, the old owner, that she could spend a night there by herself. Sounds like a Stephen King novel. The island is located off uh, the coast of Addison, Maine, and it has panoramic views of the surrounding Wahoa Bay, and I'll ask her if I'm pronouncing that correctly, W-O-H-O-A. Charlotte graduated with an MS degree in chemistry, food science, and nutrition from Rutgers University. She's a mother of three, uh, including a, an athletic son. Uh, she is a food scientist, food product developer for major food corporations, and she's going to tell us all about how she ended up buying this island. It's a really incredible story. I'm going to give you the the website is wohoabayisland.com. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Us. So as I mentioned to listeners, I read about you on the front page of Yahoo. <laughs> Did you have a heads up that that was going to be on the front page of Yahoo? And you probably got so many inquiries after that. Um, I didn't anticipate how... Um Huge and wonderfully supportive the response would be. And when I spoke to the reporter, um, I was going to get a heads up when the article came out. Okay. And it turns out that the article, she was um, off of work the day the article came out. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oops. So I woke up, I think it was Tuesday morning, the 17th, and I opened my computer and I literally had 300 emails of wonderful, wonderful emails of people just thanking me for preserving the island and taking the chance on it and um, I love it. so supportive. And I thought, gee, I haven't even read the article yet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I finally did read it, and I think she um, wrote a very thorough, very um, on-point yes. to my thoughts article, which I appreciated. And I think what I hadn't anticipated was the quote that I said, if you truly love yourself, you're never really alone. Yes. And um, that's exactly what I said to them. Um, What's so true? And, and that really resonated with a lot of people. And they just kept emailing saying, bless you for saying that, because um, it's important when we hear a lot of noise in our head to remember that, you know, our hearts are always here for us. Yes. And there's so much, I mean, we, you and I talked about this, like facing your fear in any context. There's there's so many lessons to that if you're, you know, bold enough to do it. And it's such an important lesson. Yes. I always, I always believe that beauty is birthed from struggle. Mm -hmm. You know, those tests that life gives you. Yes. And um, if we can be brave enough to learn the lesson... Um, it allows for a lot of growth and uh, deepening of our hearts. And what I found was that, you know, having all this space on that island, it allowed me to focus on uh, what really mattered and what would I want to fill my life up with. Mm -hmm. You know, I have all this space and I, I have abundance in my life, but what really matters? And um, I had the trademark. Every hug matters and every kiss matters for a while. I love it. 
and I wasn't sure how to introduce them. And it just literally, it, it um, was just serendipity um, on the island. I was just there, and I was like, wow, you know, how come I don't feel alone and I feel free and liberated here? Sure. Because every hug I received has sustained me, and we carry that with us. We carry that love with us. We just have to remember. Right. And so um, the message is, I just thought, you know, if we see them somewhere every now and then, it's a subtle way, um, hopefully, to bring a positive shift, mm-hmm. you know, to people who are ready to shift. And, you know, I was, my experience is that hate makes one their own victim. Mm-hmm. And we we hear a lot of hate in the media and it's out there and, um, you know, but as we hate, we victimize ourselves. And yes. so this was a way to remind us, you know, these little messages to say, you know, we can stop and shift right. this hate and remember the strength of love. And I think it's really about just remembering the strength of love. It's such an important message. But Charlotte, how did you first hear about this island and where were you at, in your life that this was something you wanted to do? Well, I'm an avid gardener. And I sold my home during COVID, and I was looking for, I didn't miss my home, but I was looking for a garden, because I cultivated a garden for 10 years that I used to have children come paint and photograph. And, nice. Um, I just um, was looking for a garden, and so it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and I couldn't sleep, and I thought, well, let me look and see what gardens are available in Maine, because I've always loved Maine, and I... Scroll through 4,000 listings, and this just came across my eye. And for some reason, you know, the, the natural beauty of the place, I think, has called to everybody. And I thought, gee, you know, um, it's worth a chance to just go. I know there was a mandatory visit, and I actually like that because, to me, it showed that the past owner, um, I call him Milligan, his last, his last name, that he really wanted someone to be the next steward of the island okay not just not just to buy it you know there was a whole different intention to me in that yeah so i thought well that could be an interesting place to put a garden a little more challenging (laughs) but (laughs) but you know i got there and there were natural irises growing on the island and i asked if i could you know cut them and i put them in a vase for them and i thought you know there's so much potential here there's so many possibilities um, you know, it's doable. And I did speak with the main botanic garden and for like two hours and, uh, you know, to preserve the natural ecosystem while still putting some native plants on. So they were, they're really helpful. So I'm really excited about doing that there. Um, and just, you know, seeing that native color, but yes, I think, I think that's the gardening that helped me feel that I could do it. Because I never camped a day in my life. Uh, really? No. <laughs> I'm, but I'm looking at the picture. By the way, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Charlotte Gale, who, who bought an island for $339,000. I'm looking at the picture, and it's this little house, you know, on some rocks. And I love how you said, I see potential. And you, you were not a camper. No, I never camped once in my life. <laughs> and I just thought, well... You know, um, it, 
there was so much beauty there, and the mm-hmm. beauty overwhelmed me so much that I think it, it didn't even enter my mind about fears or doubts. You know, That's when you good. get so overwhelmed with a beautiful place? Yes. Everything else seemed to just shed and fade. And I had, um, I had gone to the Van Gogh um, immersion exhibit in New York, and, you know, they show his artwork in a 360 experience. Yeah. And I got on that island, and, you know, um, I did fall in love with it right away because all I could think of was, oh, my gosh, this is Mother Earth Van Gogh exhibit. It's like Nature 360 immersion. Yeah. Because every face of that island, every side of that island is a different face. So okay. it gives you different perspectives. It's not the same on every side. Sure. And... um I just thought it was such a beautiful way to take in the world with, you know, all this openness. Yes. And, and um, again, to me, it was liberating and freeing, and it, it allowed me to, to just listen to my heart more, free of judgments and free of unrealistic expectations. And just, you know, when you, when you hear a lot of negative external information, um, what's sure. always helped me is to go inside Mm-hmm. And to go into my heart, and and that island allowed me to do that. Well, you know, I look at the the island, and I think this isn't a place where you're hanging out on your phone. You're present. You're just, uh, and it's probably good that you didn't have any camping experience, so you didn't have any preconceived fears or expectation. You just went in there as a blank slate. I really did. Yeah. And you know what surprised me, and I don't think people realize, is. When it says it's an acre and a half, Mm -hmm. that's just the grass. Like, that doesn't include the rock. Oh, okay. The the island is bigger than you think when you get there. And then in low tide, you know, you can see 100 acres of rocks, and it's kind of like your own archipelago. And um, Beautiful. You know, it's just so beautiful. And what I hadn't expected that first night, I just, sat on the front porch and was watching the sunset, and there mm. were dolphins circling the island. Really? Yeah. Gorgeous. And that's when I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, and I saw the seals, and um, when I when I was driven over on the boat, you know, the seals are on ledges all around the island, mm-hmm. and, you know, you drive by, and they'll, you know, say hello, and, and they just said, these are going to be your friends. You know, I love it. so <laughs> they'll welcome beautiful. you every time you come to the island. I love it. Um, you know, and so it, it made for such a really pleasant experience. And the camp is well built. It's beautiful inside. I brought in a, you know, because I worked as a professional chef and taught cooking classes for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I brought, brought in a really nice camp grill and stove so you can cook like a stove in there. That's great. Um, I brought in a portable toilet that you can put in a private tent so it's not in the cabin and you don't have to use the outhouse. It's on the deck. Okay. Um, so I just was trying to do uh, like a weekend glance, you know, still still leaving the ruggedness of nature there but still feeling like it's co- a cozy experience. Yes. Amazing. And, and so how do you get to the island exactly? So there's... Uh, you know, a dock, a harbor in Jonesport. It's a uh, lobster fishing dock, and um, I always respect that, that they have the right of way. And um, I just 
uh, right now have been borrowing Milliken's boat, which is a Carolina skiff with its flat bottom. So we just go right up to the rock on the boat. It's a 10-minute ride. It's a gentle current. And just get off the boat right on the rock. Okay. So there's no there's no dock on the island. There's a mooring if you want to, you know, if you bring a sail or another boat. But I almost like the fact that you just go right on the rock. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So yeah. so let's say uh, you're flying in. Do you what's the closest uh, airport to fly into? Is it? It's not Portland. Bangor. Where? What is it? Bangor. 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 Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's about an hour and a half and. It's about an hour and a half north of Bar Harbor. Okay. And then to get from the airport to the island is how long? Yeah, an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's convenient, really. Um, It's still unspoiled Maine, but there's no retail in the town, Mm -hmm. but there's grocery stores that people want to bring. You know, I have a, um, a cooler in there that keeps food cold for five days. I was there for four nights, five days, and I know the food still kept was cold. Great. Um, so that's amazing. It made it easy to me. Yes. Well, and you just like I'm I'm vegan, so you know you I wouldn't I'm not going to bring meat, you know, or eggs or things like that. So you just kind of work around what you have there. Yeah, you could bring vegetables and fruit and whatever, and mm-hmm. it's, yeah, and you know, people ask. It's funny because I stopped at one of the local stores. And somebody said, hey, I heard you bought duck ledges. What are you going to do out there? And I'm like, I'm going to eat well and sleep well. Yes, and chill. They, they, go, they go, oh, my God, that's perfect. And I'm like, yep, like, that's my only expectation. <laughs> and, you know, that's what camping, camping is, you know. It's just exactly. chilling in nature. Exactly. So um, I usually just take walks around the island. There's always interesting sea glass and shells that wash up and... Mm-hmm do some writing, and it's really just to think about not doing much. Now, you also rent this out to, I, I think we talked about this, there have been writing retreats and things like that? I've had a lot of uh, writers ask uh, for the possibility of a retreat. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm only, I'm renting, but it's two people at one time. Okay. Uh, so we'll have to see. I don't want to stress the island. Yes. So we'll just have to see. Um, there's a lot of for- photographers, there's playwrights coming. So I do have a, a portion, you know, a good portion of the summer of it rented. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, rented to people who really want that serenity to be as creative as they can. Definitely. Well, and you can cap the, you know, the limit of people say, you know, I'm going to have this really, I'll only allow a small writer's retreat just for the day. Right, right. You so know? we have to see you know, what what evolved. It's, it's evolving. Mm-hmm. It's evolving quickly. Cause I, I bet. Um, yeah. And um, I, I guess the thing, I've just been so overwhelmed by, by the support of people who just really have called to say, congratulations, I'm so happy for you. Um, I wish you so, so well. Yes. I, we had, I have um, one gentleman call, and I put the sound of the, bay coming in, the tide coming in, because it was so peaceful and serene, and I wanted people to really understand that that's what I felt on the island the most, okay. is just serenity. Yeah. And so I did put that sound there, and, you know, somebody commented that they made a loop of the sound, and they sleep to it whenever they feel stressed, How and nice. thought, wow, you know, and then somebody else 
um, got products with the messages and used them for a celebration of life for somebody who just passed. So Beautiful. they can remember the hugs that this person gave them. And, you know, these are things I could have never expected. Sure. You know, how people will take the message and spread it. Yes. And so, you know, there are ideas that I wouldn't even think of and how people are, are using it in such loving ways. And yes. I thought, it's, uh, you always hope positive messages start with this grassroots, you know, intention of just right. very subtly, you know, um, whoever calls to can spread this, these positive messages, and it has. So um, yeah. I'm very grateful for that. And I think that's what I took away. People always ask me, like, what did you take away after you stayed there? And I think I just felt gratitude because I thought, gee, you know, sure. I get home and I, I forgot that I have a lot of abundance in my life. I have running yeah. water, you know, I yes. have all these things that I take for granted. Exactly. And I think you really tapped into something that people have been so overwhelmed the past few years with everything from loss to isolation to disconnect. And there's been a lot of sadness. So to take the time to just strip away everything, you know, all the technology and the stress and, and just dial into yourself and prioritize your own mental health is wonderful. Yeah, that's so important. That yeah. really is. And and to give yourself a hug because that's priceless, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have more resolve, I think, in us than we, than we know, you know? And uh, we definitely got tested with COVID, and, and hopefully um, it, it did allow people to to see the greater part of themselves. Yes. Now, I have a question for you, Charlotte. When you first told friends or family, guess what? <laughs> I bought an island. Were they, was there like a long pause? What was the reaction? Well, you know, it is. It's like people were saying, well, who buys an island? And I just thought it was such a unique opportunity. You know, most of those islands are a lot, lot of money. And yeah. I just thought, well, you know, it, I think I could do this. And it just was, like, so so beautiful and so unique. Like, here's a chance. You either take it now or it doesn't come around a second time, maybe. Sure. So it just called to my heart that this was, I didn't tell anybody I did it. Mm-hmm. I just felt really comfortable with my own decision. And I just did it. And then... I love it. I just, you know, there's a quote that says, take pride in women who defy, exceed, or trifle in ordinary expectations. Ooh, I like that. From Autumn Autumn, uh, Stevens, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been like that my whole life. So I think I've just not done a lot of conventional things. Mm -hmm. And so when I bought this, I think they were like, oh, there goes Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) Now she's, she's really done it. Conventional. <laughs> she bought an island. Who buys an island? Yeah. yeah. If it was anybody, it'd be me. <laughs> that is you so know, funny. Um, just, just really because of the beauty of it. And I think to challenge myself to put that garden there, because I can put a garden anywhere, but it's putting gardens in tough places. Mm-hmm. That's really rewarding. Yes. Well, it's like when you see a flower grow between two cement Yeah, you know, in the pavement or something, you're like, where'd that flower come from? And how'd that happen? That's it exactly. Mm -hmm. That's it exactly. It's like, and it was funny because that was the first thing I said to the past donors, you know, when I was picking these iris, native irises, like, I'm going to put a garden on here. And they're like, how are you going to put a garden on an island with no running water? I I don't think that's impossible. 
no. And yeah. I said, oh, I'll find a way. Yeah. And then, you know, I mentioned it to local people who've come. Yeah. And, and as I said, they all said, oh, you know, I can come by the island every Friday and order for you. There you go. Yes. And I thought the outpouring of people, I've had people um, offer to bring me native plants to plant. Oh. You know, they, they said, I have the native plants in my garden. Yeah. Would you like to take some? I mean, it's just the generosity that is wonderful. has been very, very, that's when you restore space. Mm-hmm. In humanity. In humanity, it really does. And I think that's what the island speaks to. I really think the beauty of the island speaks for itself, and I think that's the story is the beauty of the nature there, you know, and the majesty of that kind of allows us to remember our own majesty, you know? Sure. Well, I think the previous owners picked a wonderful person to buy the island because you're not looking to exploit it. You're looking to preserve it and, you know, keep things yeah. as simple as possible, you know? Yeah. And, you know, even the, we talked, he and I talked about renting it and, you know, all the proceeds are going back in the island. There's some repairs and some work needed. And so it's really to help support the island and just to share it in little ways. Yeah. So pe- people could have that same experience I did, that the stillness of it. Sure. And just we, the stillness we, of it. Every, I think everyone needs stillness because we go at such a fast pace to being so busy, you know, and stillness yeah. is hard sometimes. I think that's a really good point, and I think also what I hadn't realized is that people feel at first maybe a little scared with the still point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because what are uh, they going to face? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. You know, okay, now it's just me and my thoughts. Now what? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so um, I think it's, to me, remembering that if we remember that love is the strongest force, which is what the message of the island is, then there isn't a fear. It's mm-hmm. just really remembering that at such a deep core level. Sure. I mean, I have to say I would be a tad scared. I would probably have all these thoughts like, what if the water rises up too high? You know, what if a wild animal comes, you know, knocking at the door at 3 a.m.? I mean, you had no fear? No, I really didn't. That's great. <laughs> I had not a one. <laughs> I, I love just it. think when I was on that island, I I just felt so safe. Actually, I felt That's that good. complete opposite yeah. of fear. I felt so safe, yeah. and I know in the winter there's storm surge and the water comes up, and mm-hmm. you don't go there in the winter. Right. And you know the lobstermen are allowed to go up to the high water mark, mm-hmm. um, and you know get their traps and fish periwinkles and. You hardly hear the sound of those boats or just a little bit, put, 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 you know, they come in around five in the morning and sure. they'll wave to me and I wave to them and they're just happy that there's a steward on the island. They've been, everyone's been very welcoming and I love that, you know, so you see the boats around, but I never felt like, oh, you know, a pirate's going to come. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what, and take your porta potty? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I just like I just thought it's um it's just a very caring village and place that's and wonderful. I just felt very safe and no, I just didn't have any fear because you know what, it was so beautiful. I didn't want to put that in there. Yeah. I didn't want to put that in the mix. Mm-hmm. I was not going to allow it. Sure. 
Exactly. And that's how it was very determined about that. And there is a generator, and when you put the generator on at night, it lights the whole house up like a beacon. It's so much light you can't imagine. Wow. And I just thought, I don't even want to hear the generator. I just want to hear the sound of the water. Beautiful. So there were some flashlights, you know, not a lot. So, you know, it was a little dark in there. Yeah. But that didn't even bother me. And I went outside, and there were so many stars. There was like a million flashlights <gasps> outside. Oh, how nice. And and I just thought, I felt my heart just felt protected and safe there. Mm, beautiful. So That's I great. just thought, I, I'm not even allowing that fear in, you know? Good, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we have to wrap up. I have loved this. Uh, people can find out more about you by visiting your website, correct? Yes, that's correct. It's com. It's pronounced Wahoa. You know, I was pronouncing it like that, and then the local people said it's Woohoo Island. Woohoo! So, so I almost think that's better. It's like woo-hoo. I like that. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm away from everybody. <laughs> yes, you got it. Woohoo Bay Island, and it was a pleasure speaking with you. And I think there's such a good connection with the work you're doing. With thank you, you know, getting the fun recla- out, <laughs> reclaiming our resiliency. You bet. You bet. I would love to come visit. You uh, are welcome. I would love to. I'd love to meet you in person. This has been fantastic. Same here. Thank you so much for for taking the time to speak with me. Absolutely. I'll be in touch, Charlotte. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Charlotte Gale, who purchased an island for $339,000. You can learn more about Wahoo Bay. I love the pronunciation of that better than my Wahoa by visiting her website, wahooabayisland.com. That's W-O-H-O-A bayisland.com. We're going to take a little break, and then I'm going to play a previous conversation I had with Kelly Lee, the executive director of the Environmental and Climate Change Literacy Projects, Eclipse, and director of the University of California Irvine Science Project. And I believe they're still looking for people that want to get involved. I'll tell you a little bit more about it once we take a break. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 